What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. This is our second instant reaction podcast of Friday because the 49ers have made another pick. It is wide receiver Danny Gray from SMU. KP, I like this pick. What do you think? Yeah, I love it, man. I, I was actually, he was on my list. I made a little list today before Friday's draft, and I thought he was a guy that could help them right away. I thought they need speed. They need guys who can, and not just, you know, gadget guys who run fast, but guys who can actually run routes and win before the ball is in their hand. And that's what Gray does. So uh, he went to SMU, smaller school. So I imagine that's a part of the reason why he dropped. He fell this low. I also think he's a little bit, it's funny to say this about a wide receiver, but He's inconsistent when it comes to catching the ball, which could be a problem, <laughs> but he can, he knows how to run routes. He is uber competitive. Like, you know, Kyle Shanahan loves blockers. We, Brandon Ayuk knows better than anybody that Shanahan loves blockers. And um, that that's a, a strong part of his game. Only four wide receivers who are draft eligible average more yards after the catch than Danny Gray. If that um, wow. kind of gives you an idea of the scheme fit he will be. So Shanahan, he's going to do the work for you. He'll get the ball in your hands. Will you, A, catch it? Which we'll find out if Greg can catch. But once the ball is in his hands, um, he's lights out, man. He's very good. And I just think he'll he'll give them an added element that was much needed. I agree with you. And I think he's – like, Shanahan needs a stretcher, right? He needed – it was Marquise Goodwin, somebody that could stretch the field. They tried with Travis Benjamin, the ghost of Travis Benjamin. He needed someone to do that. And the thing I like about it is he's a hands catcher. Like, and yeah – Okay, he'll drop some balls, but like Debo also had a lot of drops last season. And it's easy to point to drops and say, like, oh, that's so frustrating. This guy's not very good, but like he ain't going to drop them all. And what does he do with the ones that he hangs on to? And this, you know, we were just talking about a possible transition in the Shanahan offense in our previous podcast. Maybe this goes to that a little more. You know, the 49ers did not throw the ball down the field. We all know this. They were 30th in vertical routes run last season, according to ESPN stats and info. That You're running vertical routes with this guy, and he's going to get open. And so I think we could see this kind of makes me think that we're we're barking up the right tree when it comes to how the offense is going to look a little different in 2022. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I think, if anything, it's just going to be more fun to watch. Like, we're going to see – there's going to be a lot more variance, which I think people need to understand. But at the same time, variance leads to big plays. So when it's second and 10, when it's second and 13, even they're not out of it yet because we George Kittle was on I Am Athlete podcast saying, hey, Trey Lance can scramble around and throw it 50 yards across the field. When you have speed like Gray, like the receivers are always in position. They're always going to be a factor in the play. So it, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. And yeah, I really can't wait to see how how much different the offense look, how much more open the offense looks, I guess. I think that they are going to have more ability to overcome adversity like you were talking about than they had last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. With Jimmy, it was like, if we get a holding penalty or a sack or just a negative play, you felt like, well, that possession was over unless somebody did something crazy. I feel like with the Niners, you're you're going to have the ability to overcome that stuff. What What you're not going to have is kind of, the Jimmy was efficient at times moving the ball down the field. Like I think the offense with Trey is going to be a lot choppier. They're going to have, they're going to have stretches in games where they go three and out for a couple of straight possessions. And the offense just can't, can't get moving, but they're also going to be able to make these incredible explosive plays that can help shake them out of it and help them kind of weather those struggles more than they did in the Jimmy Garoppolo era. So that happens with the chiefs. 
and Patrick Mahomes. That happens with the Bills and Josh Allen. That happens with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Like they are not as efficient as you would expect, but because of those explosive plays, they can score with anybody. And they're the best offenses in the league because scoring points, moving the ball, like that's a defensive coordinator's number one enemy right there is just giving up those explosive plays because there's just no way to game plan for those. Um, yeah, I'm, I think it's a good thing. I don't, I don't mind variance. I'm actually team variance and would prefer it <laughs> as opposed to, you know, these five, six, just go, those consistent plays. Give me a team in this sense. And at the same time, it's still a Kyle Shannon offense. Like there's going to be players inevitably open all the time because they were open all the time with Jimmy. And now that you have guys like Gray who can stretch the field, you have, you know, we'll see what their role is with Debo now that they have added another running back. I imagine yeah. it'll only make it easier for Kyle Shannon to use him as, you know, a natural wide receiver, which again, he was pretty freaking good at the beginning <laughs> of the season. And then expecting Brandon Ayuk to grow. So they have weapons, they have speed, and they have a quarterback who can sling it, man. And um, you can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, Debo Samuel, just the 11th person in the history of the NFL to get to 1,400 receiving yards with less than 80 catches. Only the 11th guy ever to do that, and he wasn't a wide receiver for like the second half of the season, which is incredible. The thing I also like about the Niners' offense is they're kind of stacking it up with people that have the physical talent to do stuff that you just can't teach, whether it's Debo breaking tackles, whether it's Trey Lance scrambling around and being able to throw a 50-yard rocket down the field. Now we're talking about Danny Gray and his speed, 4-3-3 speed. They are, they are stacking this offense with guys that have physical abilities that even if something goes wrong or the defense has the perfect game plan, they can still beat you. And I love that because I, I, I still have flashbacks to Mahomes just going God mode in the Super Bowl. Like no matter how good your team is, if you've got guys on the other side that can do those things, they can beat you. And I like that the 49ers are kind of loaded with those guys, at least on offense right now. Yeah, man. The most frustrating thing for a defensive coordinator is when you when you are right, when you have everything covered and you still lose and you're still wrong. Like We've seen it happen to the 49ers. You remember that Monday night football game um, when Josh Allen came through or it was, oh. it was in Arizona, but and just shredded them. The, the defense played well that night, I thought. I, th I thought there was a, plenty of plays where they couldn't have done anything better. But because Allen is Allen or Allen was Allen that game. There's just nothing you could do, man. So if if they get that type of performance, like that level of skill from Lance, they are going to be just incredible to watch. And I, I feel like we have to give Trey Lance for as much uncertainty as there is surrounding him. If everybody else gets Kyle Shanahan bump, why doesn't Lance get a Shanahan bump? That's fair. You're right. That was probably one of the most defeated I've ever seen Kyle Shanahan after you a know, game. Man. That Monday, like he was just like, he didn't know what to do in his mind. He couldn't comprehend. Like he really thought that they had a good plan going in. Yeah. Like he was like, We're, it's going to work. We know what they're going to do. We've got the scheme. We've got the players. And then it was just like Josh so Allen, you Von Diggs, remember making Jason Verrett look silly. And that was like Pete Verrett too. Right. Good. Jason Verrett. Yeah, man. That was, yeah, you're right. And, I don't know. Some people say that that game kind of opened Kyle's eyes to potentially changing his mind on a quarterback. I don't know if any of that's true, but I do know that the 49ers are stocking their team with guys that can do freaky things. And like you said, it's just, it's going to be more fun.
fun next year. We're going to have some plays where we're just like, holy shit, look at that. Yeah. Like Brandon Ayuk with the hurdle against the Eagles, right? Like that was one of those like, oh my God type plays. We could get a season's worth of that. In 2020 with Nick Mullins as the starting quarterback, <laughs> the 49ers were still fifth in the NFL in explosive passing plays. Think about who they had at receiver. Think about who was the quarterback all season. Now they have Trey Lance. Now they have Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. They have weapons all over the place and speed and space. So like speed is going to create space. Space means you get more one-on-one opportunities. One-on-one opportunities for Debo, Samuel, Kittle, and Ayuk. Like that's what you want, man. I I think the sky is the limit for this offense. And, and to be fair, it's probably going to take some time to get there. There's no doubt about it. Like they're not going to roll out in week one or two and just drop 40 points on people. But come <laughs> November, come December, come the second half of the season, I think that's when we'll really start to see uh, the offense click. And that'll be fun, man. That's part of the reason why I'm so eager to see the schedule come out, because I think the order of the games is going to be incredibly important because I think the Niners are going to be a much better team by the end of the season that they will be at the beginning because of Lance and the inexperience and the stuff that you talked about. So what is it? May 12th, I think. Mark that down because I think that's going to have a major impact on what the Niners look like next year. When the schedule drops and, you know, we always have to end it on this. Will Jimmy G be on the team? Oh, God. It's your favorite May question. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be on the team. And you know what? I'm Forget it. He's going to be on the team forever now. He's going <laughs> to play out that whole contract and that stupid Jed York comment that I thought was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard when he said, we may keep Jimmy through the contract after Lance is drafted. Like, that's going to come to fruition now, and I can't believe it. Danny Gray catching passes from Jimmy G, baby. <sighs> Why'd you have to end it on a downer, Kyle? <laughs> We were having too much fun, man. You know, I got to be the party pooper. All right. Well, stay locked into Niners Nation for all your draft analysis. We will have plenty, plenty more. And again, rate, review, follow the Niners Nation podcast network so you get all this stuff sent right to your phone. KP, thank you very much, man. Always, man. Let's do it again tomorrow. 